Hi, welcome to the One Liter Podcast. You will watch us drinking one liters of beer whilst talking about shies. Please like and subscribe. Welcome to the Von Liter. Prost. Prost. Welcome to it. The Von Liter Podcast. Everybody. It has been a while. But we are loving the sangria, right? We are. Look back, at that. Back on that sangria. Philip brought us the fucking taste. The taste mm. sensation was a raspberry. Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Phil, what do we talk about today? Well, we were just talking about meditation. Mm. And then we thought, hey, hang on a second. Let's start the show here. Yep. And then talk about the meditations. Should I go go over what I was talking about before, or should we just move on? Yeah. So you would you, you've started doing some more meditations lately, which mm. is the Joe Dispenza meditations. Yeah, blessing of the energy centers, which I find is amazing. I've only I've literally only done that one run through mm. with me that we time. Did, yeah, yeah, that's real good. Yeah, I'd say if you did it every day, which is the duration's about an hour. If you did that every day, oh man, for be- for two weeks, you don't have to, maybe you don't have to do it Saturdays and Sundays, but I always find time for it. You do that for two weeks straight, you're glowing at that point. Yeah, you'd be creamed. Mm. But then you, you so calming for the mind too, for sure. For the busy mind, you do reach a precipice at some point where you're like, "I'm feeling great. Maybe today I don't need to do it." And then that's when you spiral downhill. Mm. So it's always good. And to You're keep like, on "Oh, top I still felt thing. fine when I didn't do it yesterday." Yeah, I'll but feel fine today. The problem is with Joe Dispenza's blessing of the energy centers in particular is that it goes for an hour. So you it's really, a it's a long time and it's just like, you know. You can't just do a quick meditation. No. Quickly get it in. But if you get through that hour, it, it's great, you know. Um, one thing I will say is that I imagine when I do meditation, no matter what kind of state of mind I'm in, I always feel good there. It's like the safest space I've ever been in. It's almost like imagine you can just jump into a cube and in that cube you've got no fear, no anxiety. It's like happiness. It's like a calming cube. That's how I feel when I do meditations, right? Mm. Imagine if it was possible that if you meditated, if you're an experienced meditator and you did it every day to the point where you had almost reached your own version of enlightenment, when nothing bothered you anymore. Like, obviously, you could have woes here and there. But, like, if someone, if you had chopped your hand off, you're not going to be like, oh, I feel nothing. Like, you're obviously going to be like, oh, but then you're not going to sit there off, and... You'd be fucking traumatized. Yeah, you're not going to sit there and dwell over it. You'd be like, oh, I, I lost my <coughs> hand, but I've got another one. It's fine. Imagine just being calm. Imagine being that zen. Yeah, imagine, just... imagine if you, like, you had a catastrophic accident where, like, some of your organs were punctured. Like, you know, in, the, in signs... Where the wife, she's pinned against the two, the the the, the lamp post in the car, and the only thing keeping her lower half to right. connected. Imagine being like that, and your people and your family talking to you, and you're just like, guys, I'm okay. I love you all. I'm yeah, good. I'm ready Fuck. for this. You know, that's ha- for me. As ridiculous as this sounds, and for those listening as well, when I meditate, I feel <clears throat> that good. So it's definitely something not to ignore. You know. Do mm. you know that? interesting thing from a book called happier real interesting the when they do studies on people people's happiness level so they like do surveys and they're like how happy are you by with like certain questions how happy they are and content they are with their life when they look at people that have had like traumatic accidents where they're like paraplegic or like from the hips down can't walk anymore kind of thing they find that people that are really happy before the accident, they're back to similar happiness levels like six to 12 months after the accident. So they've just got that mindset where they're just like, no, I'm happy with my life. And then they manage to cope with that traumatic experience. Whereas other people that were already unhappy are going to be miserable after as well. And that wasn't that really- interesting. Yeah. Because you would think you would just, if you lost the mobility of your legs, your whole life you would, would become be miserable. Mm. But it's apparently if you are, have just got a happy mindset in general. So this wasn't related to meditation. This was just optimistic no, but people. This is what uh, I just picked up a thing that you said there where if you had that sort of traumatic experience, 
But you're positive already. Yeah. So it's crazy. If you can put yourself in that sort of mindset and then you can deal with traumatic experiences Mm. and just still be fine. Mm. Wouldn't that be a state to be in? Yeah. We just, we just deserve to be happy, man. Like everyone deserves to be happy. And I hate saying statements like that because people always go, did Hitler deserve to be happy? Does, does child molesters deserve to be happy? That's not what I mean. You know what I mean? Mm. Don't let, let's just generalize this for a moment. We got enough shit going on in our lives. We deserve to be happy. And I'm thinking this, I'm thinking if all it takes for me <clears throat> is an hour a day to make me more positive and I'll probably live longer because I'm more positive, then I should not be complaining about an hour. Mm, let right? alone the physical shit that we were saying, like yeah. the tests that they've done, how you literally physically changing your cells mm. by meditating. And it's funny because you're literally just learning, basically just learning to focus your mind on your internal self. Basically. Physiology, yeah. And somehow and they- that has an effect on our, on our being, on our cells, on, on a molecular level. Well, so, I feel like it all ties into like similar to like the whole subconscious thing. You're literally programming your subconscious and your subconscious is what runs your body basically. Yeah. And your life. We think we're in control. No. No. Nah. Our subconscious is is a little front brain. That's just our fucking what what's it what is survival, it? Survival, really. Well, the it's neocortex. Just our, um, yeah, but it's just our um interpretation of mm. the world. That's just our processor. Mm. We're just like this is what I'm seeing. I'm looking at a table. Yeah, true. It's just our processor and the subconscious mind is just like the one that's making everything happen. Did you ever see the Men in Black films? No. So there's Men in Black 2 where, so in the first movie, Will Smith is like a street cop. I think I've seen the first one, yeah. He's got something about him and Tommy Lee Jones is like an experienced Men in Black (laughs) agent, Agent K. And he, and he recruits Agent J, which is Will Smith. And at the end of it, he's like, uh, he's like, you're taking over, Slick. He calls Will Smith Slick. He's like, you're taking over. I want to retire and enjoy my life. So he does. And they mind wipe him. And at the start of the second film, Will Smith's <coughs> like, oh, there's a, there's a specific alien catastrophe that's going on. The only person who knows anything about this is T- Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, so we need to unwipe his mind and bring it back. Yeah, because it's all still in there. You just can't access it, right? Is that the whole premise of it? Yeah. Yeah. And he goes and finds Tommy Lee Jones working at a post office and it's like real mundane, but Tommy Lee Jones is happy. And he's just like, he's like, yo, you're you're an agent. Aliens exist. He's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, come with me. And he goes into the back room of the post office and it's just like like three dudes working in there. And he's like, what? And then Will Smith's like, does this weird thing and the guy's like and he's like speaking an alien language and then one dude pops his fucking top off and it's an extra alien but the thing I'm trying to allude to is there's like a machine that's like shooting letters into pigeonholes and he thinks it's a machine and then Will Smith opens it and it's like this three-armed alien dude with a cigarette in his mouth going and I imagine that's what I our... definitely haven't seen this film. Yeah, I'll have to show you that scene. But that's what I imagine our subconscious brain is like. It's like a four fucking six-armed alien <laughs> shooting envelopes into our frontal lobe, giving us shit to do and, and to contemplate, yeah. you know? And then all our sensory things that we've created, we're like, oh, we've built little cameras on the fucking front of our head. Yeah. <laughs> Three-dimensional. our front mind just fucking interprets it all. Is it... So, we see in 3D or 2D? 2D. No, we're seeing in 3D. Because we've got two eyes, yeah. You're seeing in perspective from right, right, two right, angles. Right. It's the sangria, I guess. <laughs> but it's fucking crazy what our brains do. Like when I was learning about like camera lenses and shit, because you're like when you're up close, you've got a camera up close, everything's like distorted, right? You hold a camera here like for a selfie, you look like a fucking idiot. Mm. You know, your nose is huge and your head's squished because of the perspective. Mm. But our brains just fucking process that. They're just like, oh, no, I know what this looks like. It's a human face. And then we just fucking have a different interpretation of it. We're not even seeing objective reality. Mm. We're just seeing our interpretation of it. Mm. Don't humans see more shades of green than like anything else? Yeah. We, we can, I, because obviously we're from the forest and stuff like that. And so many predators, imagine like the Amazon jungle. There's so many predators in the jungle that we needed to see 
the tiniest shape that is a stripe of a leopard mm -hmm. or the tiniest uh i know certain anacondas are this width and that width and they have this stripe and that stripe like you just can't beat us bro what the fuck man like but even just the even just the animal world mm. everything's just like evolved in certain ways to like make sure its species survives but it also has like a place where like oh i'm a zebra i can blend into my herd but i'm also gonna get eaten by mm. a lion because otherwise the lion can't survive it's yeah. just like built this fucking weird ecosystem where, like, <laughs> well this one here gets just farmed they're gonna have a life but they're gonna get eaten mm. very strange and then these ones are like the true predator prey keep our friends close but our enemies closer and we want to put them and observe them and study them in a zoo you know it's just like weird we are i watched a film recently with adam driver you know adam <laughs> driver um traitor he, he played kylo ren in the new star wars most likely uh, star wars yeah yeah <laughs> phil does phil doesn't watch star wars <laughs> um which is fun uh he was in a film called 64 and i watched it recently and 65 or 64, one of the two, it was an interesting concept. So his, his daughter's dying. That's like sci-fi. So they're humans from another planet and his daughter's dying. And then she dies. He was, he's like an explorer. And at the start of the film, he's going out to try to find a cure for his daughter. But later on in the film, you find out she was already dead. So you don't know why he was exploring. I think he was just oh. trying to get away, I guess. Mm. He was on a Voyager ship and everyone was in cryo sleep. And I think he was like the uh, skeleton crew guy running the ship while everyone's sleeping yeah. in cryo. And then like they come across like an asteroid belt and then um, the ship gets penetrated by an asteroid. Critical failure. Uh, crash landing in the nearest planet. They land on this random planet. Dinosaurs everywhere. Oh, Everyone's shit. Everyone's dead by him and a little girl who survived in her pod. You later on find out that this is Earth during the... Uh, Prehistoric era. Yeah, during the dinosaur era. Yeah, so, and it's, because when you watch it, you're like, <clears throat> dinosaurs, interesting, and you're like, this kind of looks like prehistoric earth, swamps and mm. dense forests and shit. So it was a very interesting concept, and the coolest part about it was, they're on the island, they're on the planet Earth, basically, for like 10, 12, 15 days or something, and right at the end of the film is just before the meteors come and destroy the dinosaurs. So he oh, has to get shit. this girl off the planet and you see the meteor coming. Oh, shit. So, That's a cool concept. Very cool concept, yeah. Dude, I had a, um, speaking of prehistoric Earth. Why is that funny to me? <laughs> I took speaking the, of prehistoric Earth. Dinosaur-shaped <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, I actually had a Phil's fun fact given to me by, um, by uh, my sister's boyfriend, Nick. And he gave me this fact. I was like, oh, that's, that's very interesting. I'm, I'm going to use that on my podcast. And then he rings me a week later. He's like, you won't believe it. Post Malone was just on Joe Rogan. And they mentioned this exact fact that I spat out. I saw that is, episode. It was a good one. Yeah. The, the second one. He's been on there twice, apparently. Yeah. This, this newest one where he talks about like yeah. his fans think he's an addict because just because he lost weight and things like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. He's a cool guy. I could tell Joe was a bit like. Uh, like he, like Post was really easy to get along with, but I could tell Joe was like up here and Post Malone was a bit down there and his, yeah. his pursuit of weird knowledge, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, go on. But that's the, that's the episode where they're talking about like AI is going to be able to just make a song for you with an artist's voice. So you could yeah. be like, you, let's say you went through a breakup and you're like, I like Post Malone songs, so make me a Post Malone song about my breakup. And then you just have a customer song that's sad and Post Malone's voice like, mm. but like they, you could, you oh, could tell dying, it, dude. you could tell it to say your name, but not really because no, you're I, still going to need the unique voices that people like or the unique style. I think it's just going to change shit. What happens if AI, if someone generates all the best artists in the world and then creates a voice out of all these artists that uh. all sound the same. And then, and then someone buys the rights to this AI and then they promote it as like this, like 3d, he women, you know, screaming girls go to see this, like just hologram, like back in the hologram. Beatles. Yeah. And back it's not even Beatles real. And they're just like, ah! Dude, and, and then we're worshiping false idols that don't exist. I don't know. I'm interested. Like, like, I'm interested on. too. I, I'm, I'm interested. I like what we discussed. <clears throat> I like the idea of going home and being like, 
hey, Google, I want to watch Die Hard with Bruce Willis, but make me Bruce Willis and make all the characters... Make Phil Hans Gruber. <laughs> make make my best friend Hans Gruber. Also, um, make everyone have uh, giant noses and giraffe necks. Brilliant. Right? Brilliant film. It, dude, it's Wally. We're going to end up like those fat people in those floating yeah, chairs. Yeah. And then, do you know what would Wall-E, be cool? Yeah, yeah, I know the one, yeah. And I can see it now. So everyone's at home, strapped in, creating their own realities, their own fantasies, and they're all living happy. And then there's like an underground... People are like, where are you going tonight? I'm going to this underground theater show. Theater? People still do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. You want to come? But see, it'll still survive, no, I it reckon. Won't. It won't. It will. It won't. All right, let me let me bring this fact up now because I've cliffhangered everyone. Mm-hmm. So did you know that sharks have been around on Earth for longer than trees? Yep. Yeah, you did know I that. Had, yeah, I was like, Joe brought Fuck, that up. That's cool. And yeah, Joe brought it up. And so now I just look like I'm copying off Joe Rogan. So the seas, I thought majority of Earth's seas would have boiled when the meteors hit, right? So there would have been big megs and all those big sharks or whatever swimming around. Um, maybe creatures started going up on land or the megs were eating all of the prey. <clears throat> so everything was smaller. So they have obviously had to shrink because they weren't able to feed themselves mm. utterly. And so everything downsized, right? But sharks, the great white shark, for instance, it's never had to evolve. Yeah. It, it's just it's, fucking been like, yeah, I'm good. Even now it's just like, oh, look, a British man swimming in Sydney. Bam. Mm. R.I.P. R.I.P., dude. That was fucked up. Never would I swim in open ocean like that. Yeah. There's people that commented on it that were like, he shouldn't have been swimming. Like, there was all these signs that you shouldn't have been swimming really? at that time. Yeah. They're actually, like, physical signs. Because there was, well, yeah, there was, like, fishermen fishing there specifically because there was, like, a bunch of fish there. And if there is X, Y, Z fish there, then there's probably going to be sharks there feeding. So that's, like, the shit that you can read if you know what to look for. Mm. And he was just like, nah, I'm doing it. Mm. And then literally got eaten. Pretty sure that's like, pretty sure it's been a long, long time, even in all of Australia, that someone's been properly like eaten, eaten. Like it's always like a bitten leg and then they, sometimes they perish because they bleed out. But mm. like he was properly. He was devoured, dude. Yeah, there was. And it was horrendous. Oh. I saw a video maybe a month ago of a guy in, um, was it Saudi Arabia? You got eaten by a shark and someone was filming In Saudi? It? Yeah, or, or one of those mm. countries, yeah. Or like maybe... Yeah. Oh, actually, I heard about this. Oh, no, it's no. It's a Russian guy. In Egypt. Egypt. And I was like, what the fuck? It was There's a Russian guy. in Egypt? Yeah. I had no fucking idea. And then someone was telling me that it's actually like one of the nicest places you can go like snorkeling and scuba diving. True. It's like crystal clear, like better than the um, our one, Great Barrier Reef. True. In Egypt, I was like, What? I just picture like deserts and rocks and pyramids. Fucking crocodiles, yeah. Oh yeah, crocs. The Nile, right? In denial. But I in saw denial. I saw footage of it. It was it was beautiful. It was like this it was like dusk when the sun was going down and it's almost like this the sun is basically touching the 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 skyline, the lower line of the water. Mm. So it's just yellow. All you see is just yellow. And the water was black and he and it was just yellowness. And you just see him and then you see the fin. And then boom, he goes down, then comes back up, bit of splashing fin, boom, comes down. He's still like, he's getting bitten, but he's still trying to like, all right, it's hit me. Maybe if I just keep paddling back to the water and the footage cut out before you could see anything else. But like, what a horrendous way to go. Yeah. That sucks. Rest in peace, Russian dude. Russian dude. Dude, I had this, had this thought the other day about like. Which I have no idea about, so we're just going to be speculating on here. This is the podcast for speculation and just coming up with making shit up. Food for thought, right? That's what we said the other time. (laughs) Food for thought here. Voodoo. Like voodoo dolls and shit. Mm, Like the bayous and shit. Like who, how, why, what? Mm. So like a voodoo doll's an actual thing. Was there people that... Did they literally from, tap into like the spirit world or was it all just a fucking mind fuck somehow? I think it comes from Haiti. Uh, I think from the, I think the Haitians were a lot of the Haitians. I could be wrong. 
Um, I don't really know too much about Haiti itself, but I know a lot of, I, I know I've read a bit about, um, um, Louisiana, uh, like the bayous and stuff in the South America, like America's South. Like that's where like Louisiana's are named. Uh, it's front name. It's like a French province. Is that where like Theo Vaughn's from or something? No, Theo Vaughn's from, um, St. Louis, but Louisiana is like, um, is it Louisiana or? Where's a streetcar na- a streetcar named Desire? I don't know. I'm I'm pretty bad with like being able to locate places in the United States. Mm. But because the French helped the Americans um against the English when they got their independence and there was a bit a big French presence in Canada as well. That's where you got names like St. Louis, St. Louis and Louisiana and stuff. But you got the bayous, that's where it's just like did you ever see Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when uh, Jack and stuff are rowing down those like swampy things and Jack, Calypso, they find yeah. Calypso and she's like, and, and they find Captain Barbosa and he comes down the stairs. That's like the bayous. And Louis- he's supposed to be dead. Yeah. He's just alive again. Yeah. That's like the most rogue character in that whole Captain series. Captain Barbosa was dope, dude. He's just like, yo, what's up? Yeah. I've never died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where are you from, Jack? But in the first one, he's like, I feel cold. I feel cold. Yeah. And then he dies and you're like, yes, he's dead. And the next minute he's like, hey, I'm never dead. Yeah. And hey, I'm actually a good guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better start they believing just had to, in They just stories. had to evolve that character hard because they were just mm. like, nah, we want him in there. We want him in there. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush is cool. Um, so I know about a lot of Haitians lived in Louisiana on the bayous and stuff. <clears throat> and I heard about voodoo, like American kind of voodoo. And there was the voodoo dolls and stuff and... But I did, so it's funny, when I was in a band, my, my my old band, Dempsey, I was unemployed at the time and I was sitting there and I was like, I never have good lyrics, man. What am I even writing about? And I always watch Nat Geo and like History Channel and shit. And it was like 10 a.m. in the morning and I'm watching History Channel. And, it was, <laughs> and it was, I hadn't been asleep. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was probably, I was a huge stoner back then too. This is like maybe like 2011 or 12. Mm. And um, History Channel came on about like Haitian, um, um, voodoo and shit. And, uh, I started writing lyrics to a song that we actually recorded. I think the song was called the serpent. It's kind of like the serpent eating itself. It was like one serpent in. Have you in showed it, me this song? Out, maybe. I think you have. Uh, but it was called like Dimbala, Dimbala Widu, the serpent God. And that's who oh, they worshiped. God. And it was just like a lot of blood rituals and sacrifices and stuff. Um, sons of Samdi, all that crazy shit. But I've gone on off on a tangent here. You're just, it, like, no, you're just like, you're just bringing back memories, I'm thinking, man. <laughs> I'm thinking if I keep talking about it, I'm going to memorize it, but I've, I've lost it. But yeah, dude, I think, uh, well, we don't know, right? We don't know. Like placebo effect has seemed to be- Placebo a, that's is been it a all just like thing. PSA storytelling shit? Oh, or? They've, pl- placebos, I mean, they've got enough documented proof that placebo does play a role Fucking in our physiology. Yeah. yeah. And like uh, um, there's enough crazy history about- mothers when their children are being crushed by a car can just lift it superhuman strength just like yeah. so weird shit so if someone says if you take in someone's teeth and hair and blood and and sacrifice something and pray to something and do something chances are that person's gonna wake up with cockroaches crawling out of their mouth you never mm. know right yeah yeah or like like even shit like i recently i saw someone talking about this experiment they did with r- bunnies rabbits where they were feeding them like poisonous shit and they had split them into two groups and then just one of the groups of rabbits got really sick from it and the other group didn't mm. and they're like what the fuck's going on here because they had two different people feeding them apparently one guy was, was just abusive. throwing the food in there mm. and the other guy was like picking the rabbits up and petting them and like care- loving them and shit True. and they were like oh this is great and then feeding them and they were like associating that with a really positive experience and that shit just made them be like no nah, we don't we don't we're not susceptible to this poison. Puh. Yeah. They were wow. just like, we're better than this. There was that, plac- uh, yeah. Placebo. Plus, there was that placebo effect I told you on one of our podcasts where they got, um, uh, they got a <clears throat> bunch of brothers, maybe even twins, uh, like a bunch of these kids. And um, they had regular plants that wasn't poison ivy. And they told the kids, this is poison ivy and rubbed it on oh, their yes. And they have reactions to it. And then they did rub poison ivy on, and they said they it wasn't poison ivy, and they didn't have reactions to it. And they were just like, "Nah, this is this is sweet. We're good here." It's like the subconscious mind's like, "We gotta react." 
this is bad. You know? Yeah, something bad's been rubbed on us. We know it because our frontal <laughs> brain has told us it's bad. Oh, no. See, we, we say like the subconscious <laughs> runs everything. Soz. Joel's choking on rus- <laughs> rusp berries. Uh, I think I was actually. <coughs> um, <coughs> you think you'd cough and it'd go away, but it's still niggling. A guy at work Are you told okay, me about. Are you crying? What's, Are you what's a, going on? Are you okay? Days oh, coming, coming up on the fourteenth. Thursday, I yeah. A guy at work told me about a show that's on Apple TV. My roommate has this cool. Um, it's like a hard drive, and some guy from the UK just like uh, adds everything on there. So I've got like movies that are still in cinema, high idea, high def, <laughs> like uh, TV shows that are out or have been out. Um, live sporting events, all that stuff. So it's great. So I've been catching up on like 64 or 5, whatever that Adam Driver film was. It was in there. And I watched the new Fast and the Furious. Um, oh, how was that? I haven't watched them since like number oh, 6 or 7 I, or something. Yeah, I, I I haven't even seen the last one with Paul Walker in it. Last one I saw, they're on like the runway with the airplane. Oh, that was so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I think that after runway that was, like, was like the longest runway in the history of runways yeah, in the yeah. world. Tokyo Drift was always the best though. But um, I don't know. I never thought that. I, I liked it. It was different. It was probably a better production value than the first two because they were just so mm. cheesy. Yeah. I said, forget about it, cur. Because, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was cool because, like, it was around that time. It was like, my, I was maybe like second year high school and I was like, it was just good vibes in and high everyone school. Everyone just wanted to drift. Everyone just wanted yeah. Jap cars. And they're yeah. like, I need a Nissan, man. Yeah, yeah. How do you say Skyline. it? How do you say Nissan? Because Nissan is how we say it in Australia, right? Is it Nissan? Nissan? I don't know. Is it Nissan? I'm assuming it's Nissan if you're saying it in Japanese. You can comment on this video on Spotify. You can add it in the comments. So would you, how do you guys say Nissan or Nissan? Let us know. Nissan. Mitsubishi. Um, do you say Hyundai or Hyundai? Hyundai. Um, I worked for Hyundai. For Hyundai. quite a few years. Mm. And that's how they taught us to say it. Hyundai. Hyundai. But I don't know. It could be Hyundai. Because it's Japanese. Hyundai. No, nah, it's Korean. 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 Sorry, Korean. Korean. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but they said, they said, I don't, I can't remember the first bit, of, but I think it's he and then same as Sunday. Hyundai. Hyundai. That's how they said to Hyundai. say it. I like that. That's cool. Instead of Hyundai. <laughs> I um, bought a Hyundai XL. It was all remember right. Remember the XL? Do you remember the XL, the Hyundai XL? I'm not in a car, so. Oh, yeah. No, but it was like basic, bitch. Like, it was like. I, if, if you pointed out, I'd be like, I've seen that woman <laughs> yeah, roads before. I think they're pretty much gone now. I haven't seen one in probably years. But it, like, they just, like, flooded the market with that. And then they got the Hyundai Gets. You definitely know the Gets, that little fucking square-looking hatchback Yeah, yeah thing. I know the Gets, yeah. So then they just pumped that out. And then they, and then they did the i30. And now they're just like a big player in the market. True. They they really like dominated. And they were crap cars for a while. And then they just became like better and better. And now they're actually decent. Now they're actually like upmarket. Like not upmarket, but they're expensive. They're not cheap anymore. True. So they really, they really made themselves a name within like 10 years, which is quite huge for a car that's, for a car company that's like a 10 years. End. Wow. Yeah. 10 years, man. That's that's a big leap. Usually take you like 25, 30 years to make your name for yourself, right? You know that Tesla, Tesla is one of two car companies, American car companies that have survived. One of two. There's only two car companies that are still in existence that are is American. Ford one of American them? Ma- yep. Yeah. Ford and Tesla. I have a question. Maybe you'll be able to answer this because originally back in the day, Detroit was like the best place for like Ford and all these other cars. It was like a huge steel city boom. Mm-hmm. And then they went bust and moved and Detroit became this like wasteland fucking house field field, field field house, abandoned mm. house field field. Do you know anything about that history? No. Oh, we'll Google it and we'll talk about it next time. Mm. But I'll just get back to what I, um, so oh, yeah. my, my friend at work story. told me on Apple TV. There's a show called um, uh, uh, For All Humanity, or is it For All America or something? For All Humanity, I think. I had it written on my wrist yesterday. Maybe it's, oh. uh, yeah. You know, you scrub. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah. You're like, let me just check my. Brr, brr. 
for the uh, let me just check my implant for all mankind. Yeah, for all mankind. Yeah. Look, look. And uh, it's an interesting. So I only got through maybe 35, 40 minutes of the first episode. It's like an hour episode. The first one, three seasons. I was like, oh, dude, you know, if someone says watch a show and it's maybe three one season, season. Uh, I know, but nine. It's interesting. The um, the premise is the Russians landed on the moon before the Americans. And so the first oh, episode, this, yeah. the first episode, all the main characters are sitting in the bar and everyone around America is watching and they're like, and the American reporter's like, here it is. We're getting the footage now. They're on the moon. Nobody mentions Russians yet. They just mentioned they're on the moon. They're stepping on the moon now. It's like, and you got the black and white grainy footage from the moon and the guy just steps down, steps over and he's like, and he's like, there he is. Yamayov Slavenius is the first to land on the moon. And then he stands and he's got the USSR hammer and sickle flag and all the Amer- all the main characters are like seething and everyone in the bars like just seething, right? And then- yeah, It would have changed history if that actually happened. I mean, guessing that's what the whole show is about. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Russians were the first in space, but they weren't the right. first on the moon. So the, late, the guy goes home, he's, him, he's pissed off. And then um, he goes in because he works for NASA, right? He's an astronaut and he goes in there and the, the main guy's like, <clears throat> we have, we're not going back to work yet. I want you guys to take the weekend off. I want you to be angry because it's fucked us up. Buzz, Buzz and Lance Armstrong, Neil Armstrong and all them, blah, blah, blah. He mentions them, but you don't actually see them in it. They're not, those guys aren't the main characters. It's like other characters. Is it Lance or Neil? Neil Armstrong. Neil. Lance, Arm- Lance is the, is the doping cyclist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the one testicle guy. Yeah. One testicle. And so. The guy gives them the, the time off. So they all like, all these like astronauts and physicists and stuff leave the room and they're all pissed off. And then they're like, well, we might as well go to the bar. And then the main character looks at like 12 dudes down the hallway. He's like, first one, last one there buys. And then they all sprint out of the fucking <laughs> NASA headquarters, like 60s style. Everyone's in the preppy outfits. And they've all just got Ferraris and Mustangs because they're all astronauts, like old school 60s ones. And they all get in there like racing and shit. And they all just get pissed up and then, but, um, I haven't, obviously I haven't even got through the first episode yet, but there's this, I've seen pictures on, I've just like Google imaged it and it's like them and astronaut uniforms with like M16, like Vietnam era weapons and stuff. So I'm assuming they go to space and they may have some kind of conflict with Russia. So uh, I'm, in, I'm interested, dude. And I'll watch it and I'll let you know what I think. I mean, it's, it's interesting, like first, first into space but not to a specific destination. It's similar to like, oh, fucking Jeff Bezos was the first guy to make his rocket that could land itself, but Elon was working on it earlier than him. Who got the fucking NASA contract, bro? Elon, right? Elon, yeah. Because he put the time in, yeah. Yeah, because I think he just made think, it. Do you think Elon was pissed about that? Oh, probably, because Bezos like actually um, poached a bunch of his engineers you can't. from SpaceX. Paid them more. <laughs> We're like, hey, bring bring that tech over here. Mm. But who gives a fuck? Like, the tech gets made. And I feel like that's kind of like the mindset Elon has. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, okay, you, you flexed. Great. Good on you. But the tech's now done. Mm. Cool. Let's use it. Mm. He just wants to get it done. He just wants to use that shit. Like, he, he doesn't – I don't think he cares that it's like – Hey, look, I made a Tesla. Oh, no, every other manufacturer is going electric now as well. Mm. He probably just thinks, good, let's fucking keep it that way. Let's get it moving in that direction. For sure. Again, I think, um, again, I don't know him personally. I know you don't know him personally. But like we discussed in our last couple of podcasts, just from observations, I really think Elon would just be like, <laughs> okay, okay, he made it. Well, we've done this, this and this, and we're going to do better. I maybe think, maybe I, he uses it as a bit of fire, you know. But uh, yeah, but I, I don't. I can't imagine Elon sitting there smashing glasses while someone's trying to calm <laughs> him down. Like I think Elon's just far too, far too composed. He's far that. too. He's far too involved. His brain's just like. Mm. You know what's funny? I don't even know what Jeff Bezos sounds like. Mm. Little little gimp motherfucker. Hey? Apparently, he's pretty like shredded now. Yeah, I shouldn't have called him that because I don't know the guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's probably a nice guy. He's probably, probably a very nice bloke. But very nice, very nice yeah. fella. But look, back to meditations. Just I'll just say that um, it's always been a bit of like a woo-woo topic. And I know a lot of people are kind of like, oh, man, I got better things to do than sit there and focus on my breathing. But the benefits that that 
come from meditation, I think are astounding. And, and I, there's like proper money and studies going into this, which, yeah. is, which is crazy cool. Like yeah. what we were talking about before, just like a concept of imagine us just evolving as a species into these like hyper aware things where our minds can just basically heal our material bodies mm. or whatever. Imagine being stuck out in the forest somewhere. Let's say you're skydiving and huge winds blow you off way into like the, not your drop zone mm. and you, and your parachute gets caught on some trees and foliage snaps. And then you plummet maybe 20 meters down a huge tree, branch, 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 branch ground. You get up, no broken bones, but there's a, you've got a gash from your nipple to your, the back of your fucking spine like, to, to you like ribs. Right. So you've just got a huge gash and you're like, <clears throat> focus and you're literally focusing the, on your on your body and keeping yourself from bleeding out. Like you're literally keeping the blood in your body. You're not maybe maybe some experience. I love how elaborate you get. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the detail. I'm painting pictures, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're maybe you don't have the the mental fortitude to stitch knit knit it back together. Your flesh, like fucking Wolverine, but you're still just like like a floodgate. Like you're mm. literally keeping the damn the damn you wall. Can, you can just control your arteries. Yeah, not pumping blood yeah. into that specific part of your body. And and you, you're hiking back, and then it's kind of like that 124 hours. What was that one <clears> where <throat> the dude chops his own arm off? 127. 27 hours. Yeah, and do you know how he comes across those people and he's like, "I need help," and mm. they were like, "Oh my god, we got to get this guy and give him water and stuff." Imagine it's like that. People are like, "Oh my god, you're bleeding out," and he's like, "It's fine. I'm suppressing it, but I need meds." And these people like help you. And then like maybe a woman's with you and she's like, I'm a, I'm a psychic nurse. So like the husband and the wife, the husband's leading you guys through the back to campgrounds and she, she's got you in her arm. You're suppressing it. And she's like helping you. She's like mentally focusing on your wound and giving her energy into your body to help you heal as well. Isn't that can you imagine if we were humans? You like write that? you write films when you're coming up with like impromptu <laughs> stories. It's but like, it, but it's isn't like a that, scene. It's great. Wouldn't that bring us back? Wouldn't that bring us closer together as human beings, as a species? Oh yeah, it would could. be our next step. We went from hunter gatherer. We went from climbing on trees, hunter gatherers, communities, science, democracy, building megastructures, building an AI. Where can we go from here? Psychic creatures, right? Yeah. Mental creatures. Well, I mean, some people would think it's like, oh, we're, we've built all this technology, but now we're sort of taking a step backwards and going, why don't we focus on our internal strengths kind of thing? Absolutely. Which is um, some raspberry. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> which is like, some people think it's like, oh, we're taking a step backwards. But really, if we could master that the way like monks have mastered that shit but still just be integrated in our whatever tech world we want to be in mm. with all of our AI, with our custom movies. Mm. That'd be fucking dope. Mm. Bro, the evidence is there. Like we, we skepticize things just because we don't, it's, it's because if something, if something doesn't interest me, I'm obviously, and this is a bad thing. Everyone does it. I'm going to be skeptical about something. So if someone, if I, if I meet, <coughs> hang out with someone and someone says, bro, this dude jumped off a tramp, jumped off, jumped out of space for Red Bull, plummeted through high orbit, passed out, and just as he woke up, pulled the chute and survived. You remember that dude who did that? Yeah. If that wasn't televised and you told me that, I'd be like, nah, it never happened. You're full of shit. Yeah. You're, your X Games bullshit, right? It's the same thing. Like with monks, they can get to a state where in, in, in meditation, these Himalayan monks will go out there in the fucking blistering cold with no shirt on, no shoes on, sit there and meditate. And they've got scientists who go up there and literally have like infrared, you know, heart rate monitors, blood pressure monitors, all that stuff. They're all hooked up and their blood pressure stays and their blood and heart and all that stuff stays the same. It doesn't plummet because of the, the, the cold conditions. It stays the same. And they're, they're, they able fu to, they're fucking melting the snow yeah. around where yeah. they're sitting. They're keeping like their internal shit. temperature. It's called, I used to know the name of it when I was like looking at all the Wim Hof stuff, but it's, um, it's a specific type of meditation with like the breathing and stuff. Yeah. At what point, at what point, like, 
I know humans know we instinctively, instinctually know how to survive by holding your breath when you plunge your head underwater. A little baby mm. would know how to do that. Mm. If it's cold, you stand by that sparking fire thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If something is sharp, keep your hands away from all that stuff. Do we know that instinctively though, or do we learn Maybe, it? We learn it. We learn it. It's true. But like, where did where did like how did how did we at what point in evolution did we need to breathe a certain way to to alt, to maximize the carbon dioxide circulating well, to, to turn our body alkaline is it even in is it even a, a evolving thing like a evolutionary thing or is it a thing where we, we just stumbled found a across hack? We if it's a hack, hacked. if it's a hack, then Wim Hof deserves a fucking Nobel Peace yeah, Prize. Yeah, dude. Oh, well, he didn't invent it. He just he just made it. He could. He just made it common to. Uh, sorry, not common. He just just made the Western society aware of it by making commercializing it, making it simple, making it a very simple. Because that breathing technique, meditation. I think it's called t- t- something T turmeric breathing or so. That breathing yeah, yeah, technique yeah, breathing, yeah. is. Apparently very complex if you do it the way the monks do it. But he's just managed to simplify it and still get huge effects out of it and Mm -hmm. then make it be like, hey, everyone, all you got to do is take 30 hugely deep breaths in a regular rhythm and then hold your breath on the out breath for as long as you can and then take a deep breath and hold it for 15 seconds and that's one round and you do it again. And then everyone's like, oh, that's easy. Like I fucking, I'm like... You could do three rounds of guided Wim Hof just on YouTube. You don't even have to have the app. On YouTube, three rounds. It'll take you 11 minutes. And you'll feel fucking sick afterwards. It's so good. And I, I'm still like, oh, I, I can't. I don't have time to do that in the mornings. Are you fucking idiot, man. It's 11 minutes. You got some more raspberry. Mm, oh, you. no, you got it. You got it. People fucking... People go, oh, boo, and they get home from work at maybe like four or five o'clock, right? And then they sit on their phones or watch YouTube. Four? Who's getting home from work for four? You you finish work at (laughs) at five or six and you fuck around on your phone until 10 or 11 and then go to bed. At least 11 minutes or at least 11 minutes of Wim Hof for one hour for a meditation and you're just going to sit in your phone and be a lazy cunt. It's all about conditioning. This is why I really want to get either get an ice bath or I've actually signed up to this. There's a recovery place that's new. Their first one's only just opening next week at Bondi Junction. And they're going to have ice bath, sauna, something. Oh, and it's come. like quite affordable. So I've, I've done like the pre-membership thing. But I need access to an ice bath, like a proper... Not like, one that you have to sit in with three people like, no, like by yourself. No, but I'm also talking proper cold. I'm talking oh, like dude. five degrees or under. My boss bought one recently, like a little portable one, but I'll have to show yeah, it to you. Yeah, but you gotta, like, you still got to buy ice and shit, right? My sister's got one. Maybe, yeah. It's like this portable blow-up one, but you got to buy one, ice, yeah. put water in it. You can get it. a wood one or a But I'm talking yeah. about like I want something where I can access it immediately. Yeah, just walk in and walk out. It's like $7,000 to get this proper... Sick one. Like if I if I have a house with a yard, I would invest because sure. it's like three minutes out of your time. It's it's extreme. It's gonna suck, but yeah. it's three minutes of putting yourself through pain and then just having so much benefit. So much afterwards. bliss afterwards. Too. So much. When you get out of that fucking cold shower in the morning and you dry off, it's just it's not even cold such, enough now. It's not. Yeah, and like you feel warm. Like I. I'll do that. Still going, still going. Clean the clean, you know, clean, 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 clean. And then maybe after, maybe after, maybe a minute and a half of, I'm like, ah. And your body just down regulates. Minute and a half is quite long for a yeah. And you're warm, and then shower. and then at the by the end of it, it's almost like the water starts to get hot. And it's not hypothermia. It's just like it's good. Your skin is just gets hot because yeah. your body's trying to heat itself from the inside. It's fantastic. Turn it off, dry off, and then you drive and you might be brushing teeth and you're just like, oh my God, I feel so good. It's just the endorphins yeah. go, boom, at the fucking yeah. wazoo. And now imagine that, but like instead of 15 degree tap water, which is what it is when it feels cold, it's still mm. 15 degrees. Then mm. imagine sub five. Ooh. Do you know what I want to do? Uh, I've never really 
we all have issues and I'm sure we can all benefit from, from a psychologist, obviously. Mm. I've never been overly fucked to the point where I need a psychologist. For all I know, I probably need a psychologist more than anyone, but I've never felt compelled to go. However, it's a big, like, it feels like a big step to you're like, yeah. fuck, am I like admitting that I have a problem yeah. here? I don't want, but I don't not, need you to tell me what I already yeah. know, you know? And it's also difficult because you never know, like, finding a good one is hard too. Mm. Like yeah. finding a good therapist. You're like, oh, am I going to sit with this person? Yeah. And it's going to be like, oh, you are just asking me basic bitch questions. Mm. You don't know. I personally. But sorry, where were you going? No, no, no. I, like, I agree. I agree with what you said. And I personally feel, and this may not be the healthiest comment, but for men especially, and I'm sure a lot of blokes listening to this or anywhere can agree, just having a fucking beer with you, mate, and talking to someone who you trust and you know has your best interest at heart is all you need for for what for the time I guess. Yeah. Like if, me catching up with you and just chatting on the podcast or off it, I feel better going home. I know? mean off the podcast, you get into deeper shit that you don't want to share with other people. Yeah. But like just just like as a recommendation to any blokes, just have a fake non-recorded podcast like just have a proper conversation because I feel like a lot of people don't do that now. Yeah, talk They're to either mates. just talking like pub banter drinking a beer mm. but if you just have like a one-on-one or maybe a few friends mm-hmm. that can have proper conversations about your shit mm. it fucking does wonders for like, sure yeah. and what i was going to allude to is like if anyone out there i know this is a long shot because a lot a lot of people are going to listen to philip and i at this stage but <clears throat> in the future i know philip and i are going to have a very popular podcast so if you're listening back to this i want you to know I like male and female, obviously, but men obviously have a higher rate of suicide. So I just want you to know, fellas and women, obviously, you are extremely valuable. Everybody has worth and it's always darkest before the dawn. We've all been in situations where we feel like there's nothing's going to change and we're, we're fucking trapped, but there's always always a chance, right? There's always another solution. And what I'm considering doing, and this might help you as well, is doing the the psychedelic therapy with the mushrooms. That really interests me, dude. Yeah. And I don't know where to do it in Australia yet. Well, I heard Australia is but it's probably one of the hitting edge in, really? in getting getting medicinal um um psilocybin. But you want to do it properly, like I you want to go, do it. I want to have maybe three days where I go out to somewhere like a Hunter Valley or something, and have like I think it's like three count, maybe two counselors and a psychologist. Though they're all psychologists, right? From what I've seen in experienced places, so you go there. You talk for weeks in advance. You go there. Yeah, because you have to set it up. Yeah, yeah. I think they talk you through like yeah. what you think's going to happen, what do yeah. you think's going to come up. Because it's scary shit. You're like, yeah. am I going to process some shit that I yeah, don't want to yeah. talk about? Like, and they, they talk about the doses for the psilocybin, <clears throat> which is mushrooms. They go, th- I'd only do mushrooms, obviously. And they'd, they'd say this and that, this and that. And they talk to you about it. It's a long process of just getting getting to, the, to where they think you need to be targeted respectfully and obviously positively, right? And then from what I've seen in pictures and, and other people's experiences, it's like a beautiful view of like a forest and you're in a cabin or something and there's just like cushions everywhere and nice beds and it's just so warm and loving and you lie down and maybe they dim the lights or they have candles and you have three professionals there mm. who not only know how to measure medicinal narcotics, like Narcotics. I don't know why I said narcotics. Not only do they have experience with that stuff, but they're all trained medical professionals, psychological specialists, and they just talk to you. And they talk you and through And they know it. how to get you out of... If you're going trip into a bad almost. place... Yeah, yeah. They're, they're professional trip sitters. Yeah. But and they they're want, psychologists. But when you're going into a dark place, they almost want you to experience that because that's what you need to process, right? Mm. And that's the fucking scary bit because you know you're going to go into some fucking oh, yeah. dark shit in that, in that yeah. session. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing is like, which I find fucking awesome, is that they... And this is on that show, How to Change Your Mind as well, right? Have you watched that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's where they talk about that psilocybin therapy. But they also know, they have headphones at hand and they know like what type of music or sounds to play. 
to get you out or into certain yeah. states. I'm like, oh my god, that's so fucking cool. I because haven't seen that. That's cool, dude. Imagine like <sighs> telling someone that 50 years ago that there's going to be a science where they're like, no, you need to play this specific kind of music to get your brain into this. People would say you're fucking crazy, but so now sick. there's proper scientists just being like, no, you take these fucking psilocybin mushrooms, which yeah. they were like, drugs are bad, ban everything, like idiots, idiots. And it's from the that, earth, bro. And then they and then they play specific musical sounds and tonal patterns that get your brain into the right frame of mind. That's so fucking cool. I'd I find want, that I'd want I'd want to sit there and cry and get into my past because oh, at the end wanna, of it you'd want to fucking release. Oh yeah, at the end of it, they'd probably give you a hug. You'd have three people sitting there going, "How you doing? You did yeah, really yeah. well." You'd be like, "I did, I did okay." Yeah, they'd be like, "You did so well. We really liked how you brought this up. You didn't bring that up in the notes. I thought you really got somewhere." You'd yeah. just be like, Thank you. "Fucking thank you, thank God." Yeah. And then you just have like this relief. I'd, and then I'd go into my room, <laughs> jerk off, and then meditate and then I fall asleep. The, I love that you had to take it there. Well, I'll go I into to. my room and I'll but, fucking crank a load out. Bro, I'm I'm I've I've been a bachelor for so long. And as 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 depressing as it, I may or may not ask you to remove this later on, but I, I don't care. I'm anymore. not removing it. We don't, don't remove, remove it. things anymore. I'm this I've, is a raw podcast nowadays. I am the I envy people out there who have part who relationships because, like, you know what? Do you know what my thing is? I've got to the point now where, and this isn't me lying to myself. This isn't defeat masquerading as defiance. I know I could go out there and meet a nice woman and and have relationships and stuff, but I think I'm just. I think I'm one of those people who are just, like, uh, I'm just too ambitious and I'm just too focused on my goals to really have time for someone. I think if I'm successful and I'm doing well and I need to officially share what I'm going through with someone else and experience and, and live with someone else, I think that's when I would be ready for a partner. But at this point in time, it's good. I think that's good. I think you're you're, you're coming to terms with just being like, I'm good being on my own, which is how everyone should be. I am, man. And that a partner should just, like compliment that state. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't you shouldn't be like, oh, I can only be happy if I have someone. Mm. That's some BS. Oh, it's true. And to those of you out there who have actually found someone who like everyone fights, everyone argues, but for me That's healthy, man. It is healthy. But when I see people who have just a beautifully natural relationship with their partner. And despite both of you, your icks about each other, it's just, you couldn't live without them. Like, I love that. And at this p- stage of my life, I just don't have room for that. But I'm not. You need to do you. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I don't think at all what I'm saying, those people have a week. I'm not like a, like I'm in sales and stuff, but I'm not like, a, I don't, I'm, I find that weakness. I need to, I need to keep moving as a shark. Nothing like that at all. It's just each to their own, right? Each to their own. I feel bad too, because like, like, and again, I'm not afraid you don't have to delete this, but like. <laughs> We've said this. We're not deleting. Sex. We don't delete anymore. We're, 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 um, we're comfortable with our recording time now. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. And maybe some men might agree with me as well. It's almost a depressing because when I think about men from the past, right, men would go, whether you're a crusader or you're a Roman or something like that, you might go on, you might go on, uh, on a, on a campaign for your country or your king or whatever for 11, <coughs> 10, 10 or 11 years. That's such a long time. You come back, you're three children, adults now. Dude. Right. Imagine 11 years ago. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I was 21 11 years ago. I would have been 17? No. No. You're uh, old, man. Chill out. 21. 19. 19. Sorry. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I'm bad with maths. But that's the thing. It's like, I, uh, being a man, I'm infatuated with sex, obviously. Like, I can't get over sex. And 
I think a lot of men, we mistake love for lust. Lust, yeah, big time. So when I when I might go on a dating app and I might take a girl out for a date. um, You're like, I think I love this girl. Not oh, really. Not love, but I think I think <laughs> yeah. to myself like, oh, she was real cool. We go on four, two or three dates together. We have sex. We enjoy each other's company and it's great. And we settle down and it's like, oh, maybe eventually I'll make this woman my girlfriend. But then it's like, I don't need this. Mm. Like you're sex, that, sex is great. The shit you want to focus on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's but but I wish I wish I found a relationship that was as seamless as my normal. It, it was interwoven into my yeah, normal existence. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like you might just run into that while you're focusing on your own shit, and that's yeah. that's when you know that it's like proper. You're like, oh, I can make this work as well as yes. instead of like having to sacrifice other shit for it. Bingo. And that's that's the key. That's the key, everybody. Bingo. We can, we, can, we can even finish it on that note if we want. I'm just, the reason why I brought this up, it's not to ca- caress my own ego about being a bachelor. It more came back to the are you okay thing. Because I think it's a big deal. And it's, again. Oh, yeah. You I, were, when not, you were telling me this yeah, off podcast, yeah. it, it wasn't like you were trying to be like, I'm going to be a bachelor. Blah, 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 blah. It was literally like you were like, because you've always been someone that's like, I would love to have a good relationship, but at the same time you're battling with like, do I want to put in effort to find someone, which is a fucking like, it's a shit task. If you're trying to say, I want to find a female to partner with. If you can just come to terms with, I'm okay. It's not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. And if you Mm. can just say, I'm okay by myself, focusing my, on my own shit Mm. and doing my own thing. Mm. I don't feel lonely. Like I'm not lonely. And I, I love my own space, dude. Totally. I fucking love being by myself. I'm just mm. like, <sighs> and that's why I, I feel, yeah. Zen. <sighs> I, that's why I feel bad for women as well, especially some of the women I've been on dating apps with recently, like a couple and it's just like, I could, I could see in their eyes, they really want it. And I don't ever want to hurt, hurt another woman by letting them down, by leading them on. Mm. But it's just like, I originally mis- mistaked deep interest for just lust. Yeah. I was just missing. Well, it's fucking hard, isn't it? I was it? just missing physical we have touch. A, we, have a phys- we have a physical drive. We do. And I mean, women have that to an extent, but nowhere near nowhere to the near male as testosterone yeah. Yeah. drive. Yeah. Which is, which, yeah, it infatuates you and then you're like, oh my God, what is this? Mm. And then you realize it's just your fucking man drive mm. fucking your shit up. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so I want to man drive. I, I just want to bring this around for a final conclusion. Full circle. So for are you okay? This is more focused at the men because obviously our demographic and on our podcast is more male related. This is obviously for women as well. Women women go through so much fucking shit, and we're not. I feel like women are stronger than men me- mentally. That's a big statement. It is a big statement, but I, I'd say I'd say I feel like they can. Cope with shit better Dude, than we can. The, I feel like women contemplate more things than us. They consider more things than us, and certainly their emotions they get more are emotional up front. Their emotions are f- emotions are far more heightened. They than get us. more emotional up front, but then they feel it and they process it, and it's done. Yeah, and then they move on. We're like a slow burn. Emotion. We're just like, no, I'm tough. Yeah, and then like, ah! dude, it's I don't know if it's. I think a big part of our society plays a role in how much emotions we allow ourselves to feel, but also evolutionary women are just far more inclined to feel more. But what I'm saying is, um, I brought up the topic of relationships because men, anyone who's listening and you're just not feeling yourself again, out of all the sperm that could have made it to the egg. No, this is, this isn't even a joke of all the sperm that could have made it to the egg. You can laugh. You were the winner, right? So you had the opportunity to experience this existence. We're a, we weren't alive for the trillions and gazillions of years that our planet has existed or, or species all over the universe has existed. We have the benefit of living in this tiny time space of time. So if you can imagine you're in this box and you can't get out of this fucking box in your existence. Maybe it's work-related relationship, your family, you've been abused, this or that. There is always positivity to find this planet and in this existence. And I, I don't know what it is, 
and I'm not going to claim that I know all the answers, but I'm, you need to find that happiness for yourself and taking your own life is not the fucking answer. And especially when it comes to relationships, you need to respect yourself. Buddha says, I'm not a Buddhist, but Buddha says you must love yourself before you love others. So you need to respect yourself. If you, if you have been fucked over by a loved one or, or especially a, 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 a spouse, whether you've been cheated on, you've been let on, you've gone on a date and spent all this money on a woman who's just fucked you over. It is not the end. And this isn't a reflection of who you are as a person because you are clearly better than this person. All right. Do not give up on yourself. Love yourself, respect yourself and drink one fucking liter, baby. Prost. Prost. Prost.